Right, so as I was saying, there's this guy who is furious at me over my review of Sonic Colors. And they only just started this this week. Now, bearing in mind, Sonic Colors came out in the year 2010, and I reviewed it in the year 2010, and this person is livid with it. Quoting bits, like, to the point where I can't even remember what I said about it, because, you know, it's six years ago, this review is nothing to me anymore. It's one of those M. Bison situations, for me it was Tuesday-type deals. And so this guy is, like, sending me messages on AskFM constantly, I, I... Quoting bits of it saying, can you even back this up? I have to take your word for this, do I? That you say this game is bad? Where's Jim, the you proof? Know, you you single-handedly killed the Sonic franchise with that review. Right, right. Mm. Uh, oh, I just got another one. They just sent me another one. Um, what, I've what's he saying now? Well, I've just been what? laughing at it and telling him that maybe he needs to get over it. Um, and I just got, to be honest, I just wanted to get this off my chest for years. Can you imagine holding on to that for years? And Wait, expect- he's been holding on to it for years, but at no point before today did he think maybe I'll let Jim know. Maybe he spent the last six years like getting the courage to do this. And maybe that's why he's so disappointed that I keep like laughing it off because it is fucking funny. Um, like he wants, he clearly wants this to be a big confrontation. Like he expects me to look at him and go, "You are my worthy opponent." Like he must think he's the Moriarty to my homes, or vice versa. Uh, to be honest, I just wanted to get this off my chest for years and expect you to have expect expect you to have a legitimate rebuttal beyond ha this guy wants me to change my opinion to suit his own seriously your reviews aren't all perfect and we have every right to criticize them as much as you do those games (laughs) and you're like yeah okay cool fine (laughs) off you go (laughs) he doesn't have the right to a a legitimate rebuttal he doesn't have the right to me there's there's been moments where i've read reviews and like been mildly irritated at some of the content but if that lasts more than say 30 seconds you probably need to reevaluate your priorities that's it you move on sorry laura what are you saying oh all i was gonna say is that i spent the last seven days just not touching social media and not dealing with like anything to do with video games on the internet not gonna lie this is a nice quiet relaxed week it's pleasant, isn't it, yeah. when you get into it's, those it's moments? It's not unpleasant to just be like, I'm just not going to worry about anything for a bit. I've been doing right, that yeah. now for... Uh, I've been basically doing that for the last six months, and it's been glorious. Like, not not, not even looking... When I see there's a drama, I just move on. I just don't even look. I won't look at the websites. I won't look at the subreddits. I won't look at the angry tweets. Anyone who puts drama on my feed gets muted immediately. It's, it's wonderful, Laura. Do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Gavin, didn't you see the thing that Jim and or Laura said that I disagree with? What is your stance? <laughs> you know, uh, actually, people have been pretty good about that lately as well. Oh, that's that's good. Yeah. It's good to know that that's that one's died down for you. Okay, anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah sorry. I, was, <laughs> I just took the time there to just uh, respond to them, just to let them know that they I'm have just, the right to. I'm just waiting for one of you to say something social just to see sometime soon, though, and that'll all start up again. <laughs> Trans people should be allowed to use bathrooms. What? Whoa, oh, come on. You're pushing oh, the political envelope. I am come pushing on. an agenda with this show. I Hold really, it really in. Am. Hold I it know, in. I just can't hold it back. I also think gays should be able to get married. Oh. No. No. Oh. This is apolitical. 
This show is apolitical. None of us have opinions on anything, folks. Indeed, we, we are all entirely unbiased <laughs> on everything we talk about. Should, should we talk about video games? Because this has been a weird start to this. Yeah, episode. yeah, yeah. Sorry, let me just say that, um, you know, you have a right to criticise my reviews. What you don't have a right to is um, a tailor-made rebuttal that you're happy with or my time and attention, okay? Mm. You can criticise, and I may choose to give you a rebuttal that you may find satisfactory you don't you don't automatically deserve that you don't have a right to that and if you start if you start telling me to prove my reviews <laughs> with video evidence because angry joe does um sorry i'm going to laugh at you especially for reviews <laughs> 6 years old uh, sorry thanks bye uh, yes, let's talk about some stuff. Welcome to Podquisition, by the way. I'm Jim Sterling. I'm joined by Laura. Hello. Hello. How are you doing today, Jim? I'm fantastic. More importantly, how are you? Um, I, I don't want you to, to strain your voice or anything. <laughs> I am surprisingly okay. I am doped to the shit on meds right now, which is helping. Nice. My, nice. My, ne- my neck is still like swollen to the point where it's like a tree trunk right now. But... Oh. With all the meds in me, I don't care. I'm just about managing to get a voice out. My voice doesn't seem to have been damaged, so that's good. What would you do without this beautiful podcasting voice in your life? I know. Like I, I was worried, like, like you know, that that for a while you'd sound like, you know, like scratchy and 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 scary almost with your vocal cords, like, like in in peril. But you sound silky smooth. If it's it beautiful. had been like a day or so ago, I'd have probably been very out of breath sounding. But today I was uh-huh. just like, right, I'm just going to pour every medication in myself and I will power through and we'll do podquisition and it will be great. Uh, well, please don't push yourself. Please don't push yourself. I am. Um, I, I would be horrified if you if you hurt yourself for this piece if, of shit. If I, if I took a week <laughs> off from like all video games work, but this was the thing that I came back and pushed myself over the limit for. Well, I'm glad to have you here as always. Yeah, I'm back. Um, I'm here. Everything's fine. I'm glad you're Not even surgery up. can take me down. Fuck you, surgery. Hell no. And <laughs> we are also joined, of course, by Gavin. Hello. Hello. Your voice always rich and buttery like a cream egg. Um, Why, thank you. Oh, that, that's so good. I I I podcast. I, I'm not I'm not afraid to say this. I'm proud to say this. I podcast with the best voices in games media, as far as I'm concerned. I've got the best Aww. voices here. I'm so glad I, I you believe- like the voice, think- Jim. I'm so <laughs> glad you enjoy it. I think a this poor... This is going to be my voice uh... for every episode from now on. <laughs> you I you sound-, don't do that. you sound like Tom York having a wank, Laura. <laughs> well, that's exactly what I sound like. <laughs> Boggling hey, uh, by the way, digging that digging that new Radiohead song, really, really liked it. I didn't know one existed. Yeah, I haven't really, really enjoyed a ra- new Radiohead song in over a decade, so I was pleasantly surprised by how uh, much I, I th- liked it. I thought you were just passively, aggressively having a go at Radiohead by saying that Laura's squeaky Tom York <laughs> voice was was reminding no. you of them. Actually, it's no? kind of okay. a, a compliment. He he has a very nice. Uh, voice a very soft and uh-huh. uh, uh nice. by not going it's along nice, with yeah. this you've you've robbed me of the opportunity to squeal a radiohead song down the podcast <laughs> that would have been horrific it. for do all it. of us oh no <laughs> i i can't i can't think what should i sing What's do subterranean radio? homesick alien hurry up i've got to get us to boggling oh i can i can oh i know coming. which one i can do off the, off my head i'm a creep oh i'm a oh, weirdo 
that song, what by the way, the there should be a law. There what is be, happening to this show today? There should be a law that you you cannot play that song at a party. Whatever if someone picks up happy. an acoustic guitar, <laughs> plays that song at a party, Whatever they should be arrested. Thanks, Gavin. She's, <laughs> this is her for the rest of the show now. Thank you for that. <laughs> I want a perfect body. Oh, the, that's plenty. Oh, Laura, that's, that's plenty. It's wonderful, thanks. Laura. Okay, Clearly, everything has been a success. <laughs> yes, my surgery went great. I can now do perfect oh. renditions of Radiohead songs. I used well, to be so <laughs> jealous of, of Tom York. That's actually what the surgery was, was for. Like, let, let's yeah. let's let's be candid now. It mm. was nothing to do with what anyone thinks it is. It was so that so no. that could have Radiohead no, vocal no, no. surgery. I'd be lying to everyone. You want to know what the surgery was actually for? I'm getting cybernetic enhancements. I'm getting like brain chips. Um, I have a robot leg. I've got jetpack wings. Mm -hmm. Um, This is why I have been very selective with the angles of my selfies since surgery because I'm trying very hard not to let you see the robot wings and the jetpack. You want to hide all the robot, yeah, Yeah, all the robo cockpits. Yeah, you know. Like, don't worry, I am just part cyborg now and will never stop creating content as soon as my batteries are fully charged. Uh, perfect. I mean, we wouldn't have it any other way. We welcome Robo Laura to the show, and we're very happy about it. Boglin Watch 2016. Got to get this out of the way. Got an update for you all. Um, I ordered one today. It looks like a pumpkin. Did End you of pay Boglin above... Watch 2016. Did you pay above uh, the odds? No, I paid reasonable standard odds. It's got all its fingers. The only other one of comparable quality had a missing finger, and we've talked about that one before. I was livid with that one. Um, this one, high quality, seems clean. Relatively clean and decent price. It's about average price. So getting that, I've been looking. I never had these ones as kids. I don't even know if they were in the UK, the Halloween ones. Um, But I've always wanted the pumpkin one. Wanted it for years and I finally got one coming to me. So they can't take that away from me. Yes, they can. Reggie's going to steal it from the post box. I'm going to tell Reggie to steal it from you. It's going to be even easier than when he steals stuff from me because you're at least in America. That is true. I mean, America's. You're in the um, you're in the North Americanas, in the northern northernmost Americas, where we will soon welcome President Trump into the White House. Oh, you you jest, but actually it's looking frighteningly, <laughs> frighteningly <I'm>, likely. <laughs> I, I I jest to keep the demons at bay. Oh, oh um, sorry, we are getting a bit political. I've just had a bit of video game news that has literally just popped up on my feed that I didn't know was a thing. <laughs> Did you know that the Wii U has been successfully hacked to the point that people can play homebrew software off an SD card or a USB hard drive now? Did you know that it happened? No, oh, I, I no. my life was okay not knowing that as well. No, that's 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 <laughs> that is well, it feels like a bad nail in a coffin for a console that's got nothing coming out for it and is not selling. It's not a good and, sign for and it. And is about to be replaced, isn't it? Uh, in a while it's going to be replaced. We got news on that, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, all that worrying news, yeah. Um, I, I also, I jumped, uh, I jumped into the middle of things. I was like, oh, it's fine. What were we on about? I don't know. I got some more breaking news. What's, what's your breaking uh, news? Sonic Colors Watch 2016. Sonic um, Colors Watch, yeah. Uh, latest update is them coming back to me with, you know what, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> wants to pretend it never happened. They're going to be very disappointed if they listen to this show yeah. and realise that I've been talking about it the whole time. Um, so no hard feelings, friend. 
Uh, although it did end with there is that better, very passive aggressive. So I think they're still they're still pissed off. Um, sorry, I didn't like. Actually, no. Sorry, Sonic Colors was shit. There we are. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry that Star Fox Zero was shit. People got so angry uh, about that. I, I saw a lot of people get shitty about it, and I'm so glad that I did not write a formal review of that game. Uh, well over a thousand comments. Um, oh wait, wait, wait! He's back. He's back. Yeah, they want me to reassure them that I read the article they linked me. There was some article written six years ago called Your Review Sucks, Sonic Colors, and someone had written some long blog post about how my review sucked. You know the real problem with with Jim's reviews is that with every other site, eights and nines have become the norm for above average, slightly above average games. Yeah, like I I gave a game a four this week and explaining to commenters four means slightly below average it's yeah. it's like it's on the, the just on the south side of average. It doesn't mean it's terrible. I saw just, your just review like, for that. Just like ten, like doesn't mean it's perfect because that's the most stupid. Yeah. Like, how do people's brains work who actually say nothing should have a ten because nothing's uh, perfect? Like, how that's it, how can yeah. your yeah. brain work that way? But yeah, yeah. You, you were saying you saw my uh, was that the fragments I read of him review? Fragments of him. I was. Yeah. I was I was sad because because I mean I recommended it to you in the first place. Yeah, I, I, it's I, I certainly. Can... Sorry, yeah, go on. I was going to say the um, you echo my fear of it in the because I played the demo at a. What's Gamer it called? Mm. Fragments of him. Fragments um, of him. Yes. Is that like where you? Is that a game where you like stalk Veal Velo around Finland? No, it's it's a game about a guy who decides that he's about ready to settle down with Mr. Right and then he dies very suddenly and it's about the people in his life that he left behind. Um, so am I right that the GamerX demo was basically leave the apartment, do the driving, click on stuff like to, to inspect stuff as you're going and then get hit by a car? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I can totally see why based purely on that you recommended it to me. Um, the moments where this game is good... It's really interesting. Um, uh-huh. There is a lot of really interesting ways that it um, shows you that with very little context at the beginning, then comes back to it once you have a better understanding of the characters and you're then like, oh, I have a much bigger reason to brace for what's coming because I know that I know this time around he's going to die at the at the end of his car ride. Um, all of the performances and the scripting seem to be really good, but the big problem was... Imagine if you wrote a paragraph of dialogue and you recorded it as a paragraph. So the cadence and the emotional tone from sentence to sentence carries because the sentences are right next to each other being, you know, being heard with no gap between them. Sure. It feels like the, the developer then cut that up into sentences Uh and hid each of these sentences behind your random item you have to find in the world Sometimes it was taking me upwards of a minute to find the next item and then it would just jump back into like the next sentence as if the the gap hadn't happened and as if the emotional right. cadence was going straight from one sentence to another which was so really So its flow is completely broken. Yeah, up. like the biggest the biggest problem with its its flow is that mm. a it is a it's a 3D exploration game in the vein of your sort of gone homes and things but it's one mm. where you can only interact with one item at a time. And it's the item that they highlight and say, this is the next one you can click on. It's not about walking around environments and choosing what to interact with and learning that way. It's, 
okay, you clicked on the candlesticks and we gave you your line of dialogue. Now find the bookshelf that has the glowing edge on the back corner. That means that's the next one you can click and you'll get the next line of dialogue. It's, it's not fun gameplay. It's just padding. And the other issue is that it completely just... Anytime it makes a good point or it does something in a very interesting way narratively, it, rather than being like, right, we made the point, let's move on, it either will drag the point out forever or make the point multiple times. So a very early example, um, it's very clearly stated by the main character very early in the game, I'm worried about inviting my grandmother to the wedding because she's homophobic. And then the first like half an hour of playing as her is basically boils down to, I was homophobic. I'm homophobic. <gasps> I saw him kissing a boy. I'm homophobic. It's like we, we got the point within five minutes max. You didn't need to keep telling me she was homophobic. I got that much. Um, right. And the, the other example of that being like at the end, there is a really beautiful mechanic that's used to demonstrate what one of the characters is going through. And you go through this really beautiful mechanic and then it takes you to another environment and you have to do the same mechanic again. And then you have to do it again. And then you have to do it a fourth time. And it's like, yeah. if you'd done it once, if that had been your one trick that you'd ended it on, that would have been a satisfying ending. Instead, oh. you dragged your ending out. Oh, I wish but I liked this, is, this, this game. Is, this is how they fix it for the sequel, right? For Fragments of <sighs> Him 2. Part two. Fragments of Them. Fragments yeah. of Him 2. No, it's it's an open world walking simulator. <laughs> In which Vila Velo has exploded and you have to wander around Helsinki <laughs> collecting all the different parts of him to put him back together and reanimate him so that you can unleash the glorious power of gothic rock upon the world again. Most of the comments mm -hmm. I saw under that review were people saying this would be better if it was a game about a man exploding into <laughs> fragments. Um, but like, yeah. it's, a, it's a shame because there are little bits of fantastic stuff in here. Like yeah, it, certainly what I played was powerful, but what, yeah, I, I think, can see it's struggling to maintain it. I think the biggest problem is it's trying to hit a two and a half hour long length so that it can yep. justify being nineteen dollars ninety nine, which is the same price point that the two and a half hour That Dragon Cancer was released right. at. And for all my problems with That Dragon Cancer, it was an infinitely more polished product than this, and infinitely easier to recommend at that price um it feels like they were trying to pad this out to hit like the length that it's acceptable for them to charge a premium price tag and it's a real shame because i think the interactions added next to nothing and the padding out of the dialogue harmed really strong dialogue if you had this as an hour-long student film i'd probably be raving about how fantastic it was it's just a shame that there is so much to, like, wade through to get the mm -hmm. good bits. Like, bit of a side note, I'm going to talk some spoilers on Fragments of Him for, like, 15 seconds. Skip ahead if you don't want to hear them. There is a really interesting conversa conversation in the middle of the game about a polyamorous relationship and someone who's not happy with polyamory but doesn't know how to deal with that. Like, there are some really interesting relationship themes tackled, it's just in a bit of a mess of a product, and that's a real shame. Because, like, so many times I was like, I love what you're doing here. Oh, this is why I'm getting frustrated again. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, fragments of him. Well, that's a shame. That's a shame. I tried to get the plastic lid off my coffee cup without 
making a noise while you were talking, but I feel like there's going to be this horrible squeak, polystyrene squeak happening while you're having a, a really good conversation. I'm sorry about that. That's fine. Um, I feel like I should just like pump the volume up on that now, just so that everyone can touch you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, I've got buried alive by love stuck in my head now. I've still got creep. I've still got creep. Love by love. I've still got creep stuck in my head, and I'm like, I wonder how low the bottom end of my vocal range is now. Probably my lowest um, is a B B one. I I don't know where this is. This is about as low as mine still goes. Oh. It goes my, wait now, I'll try and, somewhere. I'll try and do my B one. It's very hard to do. Wait now, I'll start with an E. Oh. <laughs> That's terrifying. Do, do that again. I've got to put my bollocks on the speakers. <laughs> You've made some listeners very happy, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> I think most people can go lower than I can. Um, boom, boom, I, um, I, I, I can't uh, get down at all with my voice. I can get just about low enough to do a Batman. I can almost, I can almost get into Batman range. Where are they? I'm not going to do the do? thing this week because it freaks so many people out. Every time you do that. <laughs> It's probably not a good idea, is it? <laughs> not wise, no. Well, you can always uh, well. you can always join like a a, a fucking death metal band if it doesn't work out. Yeah, if I, I don't if want I you entirely stop destroy like my Danny na- Filth for the I, rest of your life. If I entirely destroy my natural speaking rage on this one episode of the podcast, then you'll just have to deal with having a heavy metal singer as your replacement. Mm. Where I'm like. You can give up games journalism and like start a cannibal corpse covers band. Yeah, this is the end of that silly joke for today. I'm not going to do that joke again. Give them a rest. Give the chords a rest. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yes, I played Uncharted 4. Yeah, I was Uncharted 4. Very good. Very good. Good. Uh, Great even. Um, And I say this as someone who's never been like super duper into the Uncharted games, but this one was a really, really, really well executed one. Um, very well written, actually. They managed to do a your normal swashbuckly adventure story and have a, a well written, believable marital crisis in the middle of it. Um, nice. As, as they sort of really expand on the re- relationship between Elena and Nathan um, as that progressed at the end of um, Uncharted Three, uh, it was really well done. Um, and the, it's it's more Uncharted. You know, people that want that, all that still get that um review will be up by the time this goes out and i think what really impresses me the most is how they've done combat this time because it's still the same naughty dog combat Mm. um little bit janky little bit awkward um serviceable but not not as refined as it could be but they've really added for me was the the downer on the previous Uh games the, the shooting yeah well, what they've done is they've taken a few elements of The Last of Us and put it in uh, mm. vis-a-vis stealth. Now, Nathan could always do a bit of stealth, but once combat happened, combat was combat. Whereas here, you in almost any fight, you get the option to hide if you've been spotted, and there's lots of places to hide. And they've made the environments a lot more traversable. So there's a lot more ledges to crouch behind, a lot more cliffs to like hang over the side of, tall grass to hide in. So you can fight for a bit, then hide and start popping them off like one by one, like sneaking up behind them, and stealth takedowns nice. are really fast and everything. Yeah. Um, and you can, if you get bored of that, just launch straight into a firefight. 
And if it gets too heavy, find somewhere to hide and start being sneaky again. Uh, so it's really flexible, way more flexible than last mm. time. And it's not like, you know, if they can't find you, they'll just go on some predetermined stealth style marching order again. Like they, they constantly start, they, they know you're there and will look for you and they're on patrol looking for you. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you can lure them out with the stealth and break up wherever they might be stood or whatever and, and so would really it like use the be, environment. Would it be kind of fair to say it's somewhere between Arkham and the last Assassin's Creed game with regards to the way the stealth works? Um, I wouldn't go that far uh, because I, I wouldn't want to... S- I don't want to act like the stealth is um, particularly refined. Yeah. Um, it is... Um, it's The Last of Us is stealth, but with less less mechanics yeah. you know you're not throwing bottles you're not building traps it is just the hide and grabbing someone from behind and snapping some necks and stuff um and also an ai partner who just like um what what was her name in in last of us ellie ellie yeah ellie, ellie yeah just like her your co-op partners can run directly in front of the enemies and not get seen <laughs> <laughs> which I, I respect I respect that from the point of player convenience. Yeah. They foregone believability so that the player doesn't get frustrated when some dumb AI partner gets spotted. Mm. I respect it. I think it's yeah. good they've done it. It's still hilarious. It's still fucking funny every time. Did um, you guys ever play um, Gears of War 1 solo? Or Gears of War 2, for that matter, on Insane? Yeah. Like, it was no, literally... Not on, yeah, yeah, the 90% one, of that experience is getting Dom up off the floor before he dies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you don't want to fuck around with that stuff. Yeah. Um, they do a little bit of... not Not that, but... At times, you know, enemies might grab your partner, whoever it is at the time, and you can run mm-hmm. in and save them, and they can oh, run true. in and save you if you get grabbed. And it's really dynamic. Yeah. It's not like babysitting. Um, it's it's very sensibly well done, and, you know, you don't have to run over and do it. You can, if you're careful, like, shoot the guy who's holding your partner. Um, so it's very well done, very flowy. Um, they've done a lot to uh, make combat feel more cinematic. I hate that word, but I, I actually I'm disgusted. I just said that. Um, more, I shall we Unch- say, Uncharted dramatic. is allowed to use it though because they always have been a very cinematic series. Yeah, yeah, they they I mean, they clearly wear their Indiana Jones love on their sleeves and everything. Um, and it's, but it's, yeah, it's, it's more dynamic, more 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 fluid. Like all of the set pieces flow into the combat very nicely, yeah. uh, and. Like I say, just just with the amount like you get a you got a grappling hook now and you can use it to swing from things. So in the middle of combat, if you want, you can start blasting at people. Then throw your uh, grappling hook onto a branch and swing around the other side of the cliff and hide. And then grab people and drag them over the side of the cliff if they get too near. Like it, it's nothing new. You know, we've seen this in many games before, but it's just done really, really well here. This isn't a game that does anything dramatically fresh. It just does it well, which I think is enough for a, for a video game for me. Uh, you don't have to be new, just be good. And this game is very mm. good at what it does. So I've got one question about this that's a question I've seen a bunch of people asking and I don't know an answer to because I've not had a chance to really sit down with it yet. Mm-hmm. If you're someone who got into Naughty Dog Data Games with The Last of Us, and no. has not played any of the Uncharted's before this. Is this Uncharted game, from the perspective of someone who liked The Last of Us, good enough to justify playing Uncharted 1 through 3 to reach this game? Um, if they've not had the urge to do so already. 
I'm it could be the say best yes. game ever, and to me, it wouldn't merit playing Uncharted One. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the remasters, yes, because okay, the yeah. remasters have improvements from Uncharted Three in them. So Uncharted One has improvements from Uncharted Two and Three put into it, which makes it mm. not great, but less, but way less more playable, aged. less horrific. Yeah, um, and I say this as someone who I've played. Before The Last of Us, I'd played Uncharted 1, I'd played Uncharted 2, and was never really into them. I could never see the big deal. And I still don't see the... I still don't see where all the 9s and 10s came from. Now, people are, are well within their right to give it 9s and 10s. Personally, I don't know how it got that much love. Uh, but, I played The Last of Us, and then the remasters came out, and I played the Uncharted Collection, and I guess I was able to appreciate it just a little bit more. Um, my opinion largely on them didn't change, but having gotten used to the gameplay a lot more because The Last of Us was so good, it was worth dealing with Naughty Dog's foibles, La shall Last we of say. Us would have been a 10 if I were a game reviewer. For me, it would be a 10. I gave it one, yeah. yeah, yeah for, I think... for me, it's, what, it's probably my favourite game of last generation. Or at yeah. least I think mm -hmm. it's probably the best video game that came out in that generation in yeah. many regards. It's really, think, it's it's spectacular. It's, it's so not good. perfect, but it's kind of fantastic. Yeah. I, yeah, can, like I it, can only it, think of maybe two or three games that take you on that that engaging of a journey, you know. That complete a package. Like, that's what got me about The Last of Us. And Oops, sorry, I hit my microphone. Um, I've never, rarely, shall I say, I've rarely played a game that felt more complete like when it ended, I was like, "Yeah, that was perfect. That that was pitch perfect. That ending. It lasted as long as it needed to do. It cut off just when it needed to in a way it needed to. I really I've never hope seen a game the sequel. Work that well. I really hope the sequel focuses on new characters. I I feel mm -hmm. like it kind of has to, or it, yeah, I really it hope so. Or if I don't gonna, need to see Joel again. I, I, yeah, I obviously can't give spoilers, but I hope it, there's new characters. I, I would like yeah. to see something somewhere else in that world with some different people trying mm. to deal with a different issue within that world. It'd be mm. nice, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I would say um, it's worth... I'm sure you can get the, the, the Uncharted collection for a reasonable price now. Oh, definitely. I would say maybe give that a go, because I do think Uncharted 4... Um, it's definitely the best of the series. It's the best Uncharted I've, I've played. I, I've played them all. Um, and, and when I, I beat it today... I've got to get the review done by like 2am tonight. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I beat it uh, earlier this morning and I was like, yeah, that, that was a very, very, very satisfying adventure. Um, certainly not like, like brilliant. It didn't blow me away, but when I was done with it, I was like, yeah, that put a smile on my face. Knowing that it's, Uncharted, it's a great little game. Yeah, knowing that Uncharted 4 ends in a satisfying way definitely reassures me about like, hey, maybe, you know, it's it's worth getting to, so... Yeah, yeah, I need yeah. to. I need to like properly. I've played all the Uncharted at some point. I've never been invested in them enough to stick with them, and I'm like, ah, oh, I yeah. really need to just sit and play through one through three at some point so I can properly play with four. So yeah, that's fun. So yeah, yeah, Uncharted four, good stuff, good stuff. Ooh, uh, what what else have we got this uh, this week? Um, well, on the topic of new characters, didn't uh, someone leak the Watch Dogs two character? <gasps> yes. Um, yeah. Allegedly... It's a different guy, which to me, to me, is good. It's good news because I mean, um, Aiden was a bit boring, wasn't he? Aiden was a dick. Aiden Let's not beat around dick. the bush. Aiden was a bit toss and a dick. It, 
It is very much suspected to be a new protagonist, but we've only seen a photo of the motion capture actor dressed up. So for all we know, they could be being motion capped to be Aiden Pierce or whatever his yeah. name is. And can I, I hope just say it's this? Not Aiden. I really hope. Can it's I say not this Aiden. about the image that people have seen of the the character? This yeah. is mainly to Destructoid. Yeah. But um, to to anyone else who've probably echoed the same sentiments, just wearing glasses doesn't make you a hipster. I will agree there, but I did not write that post. Yeah, man, I is, was I was fun. wearing glasses before hipsters thought they were cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, that like, the, I, I, I just, I'm not going to blame anyone glasses, who that's their not a hipster. And I'm not going to blame anyone who that's their interpretation of the character. But what I will say is, like the the way we know about this is that some actor who allegedly did the mocap for this. Uh, put a picture up on his Instagram of him dressed up as the new uh, Watch Dogs 2 protagonist and was like, ooh, been doing some work today for motion capture. And because everything has to be hashtagged, he had like eight or nine hashtags and the last one was Watch Dogs <laughs> 2. So it's like, <laughs> like he was kind of coy in his actual description, like, oh, I'm doing something for a game. Wonder what it is. He put hashtag Watch Dogs 2 in the That's description. And then he put his Instagram on private, but everyone already had it screen capped by then. So, yeah. I love that. Just <laughs> That's the culture we live in now, where you can be subtle and sly, and then it's hashtag Watch Dogs 2. <laughs> you, you guys are going to hate me uh, uh, at E3, by the way. Did I tell you I'm going to E3 with Ubisoft? <gasps> You're going to E3. I'm yeah. going to be at E3. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Shit. Jim, so every, Jim, every Jim, time I've got you're... no immediate plans to go to E3, Jim. but I might have to book a flight to LA just to yeah, have, you don't have, to, have yeah. a flight to You don't to have to come to E3, but come say hello to us both. Come come down to yeah. LA. <laughs> no, come to Eurogamer. Come to EGX instead, Jim, because no. that would be much more relaxed. Well, That's come, a bit come, further away. Come to both of them. Yeah. <laughs> come, don't, don't pick one or the other. Come to both. Um, I've got I've to be wary of my boggling money. Well, yeah, of course, if you can't be buying Boglins, then the world comes to some kind of an end. Some some kind of an end, yeah. Yeah, the Boglinpocalypse will occur, and that is a very <laughs> bad thing to happen. Squidgy faces everywhere. The Boglinips. Um, <laughs> so the- Don't you dare talk about my Boglinips. So, news. <laughs> news that happened. Uh, a bunch yeah, of Nintendo tits. news. So, Gavin, you can go get a drink if you want. Um, Woohoo! The the NX has a release month. It's later than some people expected. Uh, we don't know what the NX is, but it's coming in April 2017 worldwide. Nah. Um, weird. Weird. Yeah, it is weird to give a release month and still not tell us what the fuck it is. Um, yeah, but then then again, it's it's normal by Nintendo standards. Wouldn't I, it be I, funny if the NX turned out normal. to just be like a controller periphery for the Wii U? I uh, <laughs> will see. Um, I would laugh my head off. I, I suspect the only reason why they gave that date is they gave the date in a financial briefing, and that is the final month of the um, financial year, which I'm assuming that date is not for us. That date is to say, hey, hey, this is the last financial year in which Nintendo's going to be in the shitter. Like, just hold through... April 2017 will have the thing that will fix everything. And that's for investors, I think. And that's why they're so insistent it's going to come out by April 2017, because they don't want to fuck up another financial year for their investors. Mm-hmm. Is that a fair assumption to make? I think so. I mean, normally whenever the, whenever something happens that we don't understand, it's something to do with the financial year yeah. and some sort of something to keep shareholders happy. That's generally my impression of this industry. If I don't get it, the shareholders are being appeased somehow. 
yeah, and it's not too hard to see how like the shareholders being told, hey, the thing that's going to turn the tides for us is coming at the end of this financial year is useful information. Um, yeah. The the thing that ties into that is allegedly it's coming in April 2017. It's not going to be at E3. Whatever this hardware is, is not going to be at E3, which feels like no. a huge misstep for Nintendo. It seems to me that basically what they have for E3 is the version of The Legend of Zelda that nobody's going to care about yes, when the NX version is shown. It is the, like, you'll care about this for now because it's playable, but you'll all secretly know that you don't really want to play this version. Yeah. Play this thing that we all know doesn't matter. Yeah, so, like, what that's alluding to is... Zelda for the Wii U that was going to be a 2015 game, then a 2016 game, is now sometime in 2017, at or after the launch of the NX, and it's going to be an NX game as well as a Wii U game, which we all kind of knew, but I, uh, I was not prepared for that to happen, because, like... I know that not every Nintendo fan is this, but I am one of those Nintendo fans who bought in on the Wii U, and a big chunk of that was, day one, you showed me HD Zelda and told me, right, we're going to have Zelda in HD finally. This is the console where it happens. Wii U. You then showed me... To be me fair, we did get Wind Waker HD. <laughs> yeah, but that's not and that the was, It's not the same. It, but it was still one, I mean, one of my favourite experiences ever. Yeah, but it's so. also a re-release of a game I have played probably 15 times already. Like it's yeah. they they were like, yeah, we're going to give you new HD it's Zelda. Just so pretty though. We showed you <laughs> a new HD Zelda. This is coming to the Wii U and I was like, yeah, yeah, this is the box I bought because it was the HD Zelda box like you said when it launched. And like I get that they have to do what they have to do and I get that it's not financially viable to do this now and that Releasing a Zelda on a new console at the beginning of a hardware cycle is a much better prospect for them. But it really hurts for me because I have defended Nintendo for a long time and fuck it. I finally hit the point where I'm like, you know what? I will play this game. I'm sure I will love it. But I am just fed up with you, Nintendo. I am I am fed up. Like, I do not feel like this generation... I feel like you made promises this generation that you just didn't follow up on, and that kind of sucks. To be like, oh yeah, you can get the good version, you can get the Zelda game that we promised you, but there'll be a shinier version out the same day. And it's like, ugh. Yeah. Do I, is it a good thing that I evangelized your console as best I could because I enjoyed <laughs> it? Probably not, but yeah. I just, I, I'm not excited about Nintendo stuff right now. Like, the NX does not interest me right now and i'm not saying that to say it won't ever interest me it's just they've been dragging their feet recently for so long that i'm just lukewarm mm. on them like I, I they're just, gonna have to really really knock something out of the park soon to get yeah. me like interested i just want to know what the fuck it is already and i think it's important to note that like we can glean one thing out of this which is that the NX is likely to be as powerful as, if not more powerful, than the Wii U, because it's running a Wii U game. So the assumption is, hey, this is definitely a home console-ish, probably, at the very least. Or a damn powerful yeah. handheld. Like, we're getting glimpses at, like, oh, this thing has to be at, at least Wii... If it's a handheld, it's at least a Wii U-level handheld. If it's not, then it's a home console. Like, uh, tell us what the fuck this is already. Like, I feel like their best bet right now would be to just do 
a more traditional console. None of the new innovative shit. I mean, I talked about this with the whole Star Fox Zero thing and gym position and everything. Um, that would be their best bet, but it's you, Nintendo, you know so what? they're probably just going to do something fucking weird. You know what I feel like they need to do? And I don't mm-hmm. think they will do it, but I think it's the only thing right now that's going to get them back the people. We've got PS4K and Xbox 1.5 as looming things on the on the horizon. I'm not saying be as powerful as those, but you need to at least be PS4 level spec, if not slightly higher. You need to take on board everything you did with that Mitomo app where it's like, oh, it's really easy to add people to your friend list based on social networks you already have. And maybe do the handheld console hybrid thing because that seems to be what everyone's expecting and hoping for. If not, don't do anything that's harder to wrap your head around than that. Like, that's about as much of a stretch, I think, right now as you can get Nintendo people to buy into. After what Uh, happened with the Wii U, keeping it simple is probably their best bet. Uh, It is... is Fucking Nintendo. Fucking Nintendo. Also, uh, Zelda is the only game they're going to have playable ED3, and they have nothing coming out this Christmas. So... Yep. This this Christmas is bleak for Wii U owners. Ain't gonna be a great Nintendo year. No, uh, which it is ain't. a shame because like they were killing it on Wii U not that long ago, at least in terms of games. Maybe not financially, mm. uh, but they they were knocking shit out the park like with quality titles and stuff. And to see it all just dry and shrivel like this, and and it's Nintendo. I mean, they don't really behave the way other companies do. They'll survive this. It's just sad to see right now, you know. Yeah, it's not what anyone was hoping for. Like, even people who don't no. currently play Nintendo consoles, I don't think anyone was hoping for this. I shouldn't think so. Mm. It's a shame. Yeah. It's sad. But, you know, we'll see. Hopefully the, the NX will be good. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. Sometime the, soon, hopefully, we, maybe. We did get one last bit of Nintendo news while we're on the Nintendo stuff. Um, Animal Crossing and Fire Emblem are getting mobile games. That seems like smart. two sensible franchises to pick. That's actually smart, yeah. yeah. They, they, that's a, a non-Nintendo move, because it's straightforward and it makes sense to me. Yeah, it's like, hey, we're not doing a weird social app that you, that you have trouble explaining. It's Animal Crossing, Fire Emblem. They sell well. They're handheld games. We'll put them on your phone. I'm like, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, like, I, 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 I would very happily play Animal Crossing on my iPad. That, that easily happily play that oh definitely it's a good move and if i'm able to add people to a friends list as easily as i did in mitomo then that's going to be very good for my fruits in my town that would be yeah so that would be incredible yeah um so yeah non-nintendo stuff are you still with us gav yeah sorry yep. i was just uh watching the trailer for the fallout dlc there oh what what which of the fallout dlcs is this i've lost track of which um, one's when Far Harbor, the the kind of bigger one. Oh, the big one. How's the trailer no. looking? I haven't seen it. Uh, yeah, it looks pretty good. It kind of looks a bit like maybe similar to Point Lookout or something. But you know, you never know. I'm I'm just hoping that there's better writing than there was in the main story. Yeah, we'll cross our fingers. Hope so. Uh, when yeah. when is that one coming? Do we know? Is there a date? Oh, it's the end of this month. The end of this month. I'm, I I yeah. keep being surprised by how close Fallout DLCs are. Um, I was shocked that Doom's coming out this month as well. I saw the Doom TV ad and I was like, oh shit. Isn't it? Uh, sometime soon. Um, that we do have some news about that. 
Doom review yeah, copies yeah. are not going out until uh, launch day, so there will be, like, for the first X number of hours this game is out, there will not be reviews. Oh, it's out in a week. It's out on uh, May 13th. Okay. That always worries me. Well, May 13th like, is I've, oh, I, man, I really hope out. it's not. I really hope well, it's I mean, not shit. We saw I what mean, happened I'm... with the open beta, like, when it went on Steam, like, the amount of negative reviews that it got. Like, people were not happy with the multiplayer side of it. Well, I couldn't um, care less about the multiplayer. I just hope the campaign is good. I mean, I, I, I'm more into it for the campaign than the multiplayer, definitely. But the fact that the um, multiplayer seemed so generic and so undoomy to a lot of people mm. makes me worried. Um, and the whole, just, just, I don't know, like, I, I'm worried. Like, I got... I got the standard email I get when it's, we're worried what Jim will think, um, which is normally a company that's got no problem giving me review copies. And then I get the, we've got very limited amounts of these digital codes to give people. Very limited amounts. Don't be surprised if you don't get one, which always, always means Jim ain't getting one because we don't want him to talk about this. <laughs> so... I'm assuming I'm going to be buying that one. Do, do you and... want to? Do you want to hear what I got, which was a slightly different message that equally sounds very like, "Oh, we don't want to give this game to people." Um, I'm trying to mm -hmm. find. I'm trying to find where this is because I have it somewhere. One second. As you know, Doom is comprised of single player, online multiplayer, and Snap Map. After discussing, we believe all three elements are important parts of the complete Doom experience and are meant to be experienced as part of a complete package. As Doom's snap map and multiplayer modes both require access to a server that won't be live until launch day, review copies will be arriving on launch day. So, no, like, we'll send you the code so you can start playing single player, get that out the way, embargoes launch day, you can get your multiplayer in then and... No, it's just... No, we're not going to send it to you until the game's already on sale. That's it. Like, Please don't be I, poop, Doom. Please don't I'm be I'm more poop. understanding of a launch day review for, say, The Division, which hinges on its online. Mm. I still think it's a little dodgy, but I, I understand why they've got launch day code for that. Way more than this, which has a fully offline single-player thing for you to be getting on with right now. Um, it's just... I, I, wa I want it to be good. I hope it's good. But this coupled with the bad reception the beta got and the general cynicism around it and the fact that it, it's coming out next week to a lot of people's surprise, uh, just... It, the cynic in me is, is not, not uh, keeping its mouth shut. Shall we just say that? I am worried for it. Everything about this screams red flags to me. I am not... Uh, like, because they say, oh, the servers won't be on until launch day. The only reason the servers aren't going to be on until launch day is because you're not turning them on. Like, every other yeah. game manages to turn their servers on so that reviewers can start looking at the game. Yeah, like, like that's not really an excuse after years of us being able to play games before launch online. Yeah. It, you, you are absolutely right. It is weird that they're like, no, we can't turn the servers on until launch day. So no launch day. Bye. And that is, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really hope it's not bad. I haven't played any of it yet. I haven't touched it in any of the betas or anything. Uh, so. I tried it in alpha and it was generic it was very first person shooter um i'm keeping my fingers i really want it to be good i yeah, want a good doom same. game I, I doom 2 is so good 
I, I know you disagree, but... I, God, I, I don't think it Doom. is, but I want to play a Doom game and understand why people like them. I want this to be a good game so <laughs> I can play it and be like, yeah, I get it. This is a good Doom game. And I don't want to yeah. be like, no, I still don't like Doom. Grumble, grumble, grumble. I hate good Well, you games. still don't like if the original, and that's just like... I still maintain that. And people have backed <laughs> me up on Twitter after this podcast. They've been like, yeah, you're right. The original Doom, if you play it, like, not when it came out, is kind of shit. So, yeah, it doesn't age well. Fuck you guys. We'll, we'll, we'll not get into this again. <laughs> yeah, let's not have we've the Doom had, thing again. We've had this chat before. <laughs> yeah, we don't, need, we don't need this to turn into another Mass Effect 3 was the ending good or bad situation, do yeah. we? We don't want to cause fights between the audience. <laughs> we, we don't want to create an actual civil war much like that movie that came out recently. We don't want one of those on the show. That no. would not be good. I got someone very annoyed with me on Twitter. I said I can't keep up with all these Avengers movies and someone was so annoyed that I dared to call it an Avengers movie. It's well, not an Avengers it's movie. Not, it's a Captain America's movie. It's kind like, of it an Avengers movie. It has all the fucking Avengers in it. No, it's it doesn't Avengers have movie. Thor or the Hulk. God, get it's it right. It's still full Fake of Avengers. Fake guy, Gav. <laughs> Fake geek, Gav. Yeah. Didn't know that oh. Thor and Hulk weren't in it. Um, I'm, sure yeah. I'm sure it's a great movie. Yeah. I'll go and see it. So, shooty, shooty, bang, bang news. Call of Duty Infinite Warfare is happening. Call of Duty 4 yeah. remake. Woohoo! Oh, yeah, Call of Duty 4 is getting a remake too. Which I, am, you can... I am buying it just for that COD 4 yeah, HD you, version. That is going to be can't buy fucking COD... yeah. awesome. Apparently you can't buy COD 4's remake um, standalone. You can only get it with Infinite yes. Warfare. I'm but, pretty sure yeah, it's bollocks, yeah. isn't it? Standalone let, let's get this... Let, let's just all say right now, that's bollocks. It's yeah, a little it's bit bollocks. bollocks. It bit sucks. Bollocks. It's shitty. It's a crappy business practice. But you know what? I'm still buying it because Call of Duty. You're 4. gonna reward it. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna it's you're gonna reward their bad four. business practice, I think... practices because it's a good product. I mean, if if you are pissed off about it, but you really want to play it, like just wait. There's no way Activision is not going to sell that standalone after yeah, some great Eventually period. it will be available yeah. in some form or another, I'm well, sure. That's yeah. I'm still not... trying to work out if I'm pissed off about this enough to do a Jimquisition on it. Because <laughs> I don't know if I am or not. But well, there's I'm been a massive uh, backlash from the fans about it. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. people are furious. Um, and and I, I don't blame them. Yeah. Like, I, I may not... I, it, Activision is so Activision that... that I'm not outraged by this just because I'm like so apathetic on Call of Duty these days. But I certainly, if you are pissed off about it, I see why. I ain't blaming you. Um, it's funny though. I was a bit how, disappointed to see. Uh, hmm? It's funny though how it, it, it the that trailer really shows the difference between Call of Duty then and now because for the entire trailer it was just all this kind of space battle stuff. It's like yeah, whatever. And then that one shot of Captain Price with his cigar. Just yeah. really kind of iconic and cool, and you it's it just brought all the memories flooding mm. back of that character. Back when Call of Duty had a sense of personality in its yeah. campaign, which yeah. it doesn't have now because they are so desperately trying to uh, give themselves some something new. I can't. Uh, can you remember without a single working out that people latched from, onto the characters and, from the yeah. last few games apart from Kevin no, Spacey? Right. Well, like, no, it, and it, even he was pretty horseshit. forgettable. Mm. Well, no, he just played Kevin Spacey. Like mm. he didn't have a character. It was just this is Kevin Spacey uh, being Kevin Spacey. My, my favorite thing that's been pointed out about Infinite Warfare so far is that Call of Duty is going to have space battles before Battlefront does, which I found that vaguely amusing. Um, but yeah, new Call of Duty. It, it just reeks to me of Jason yeah. X, like. 
when, you know when a movie franchise is desperate for ideas after it's been out for so long. But yeah, like New Call of Duty, it's in space. Um, I have no idea how they escalate from here because what do you do after infinite warfare? Like infinita, more, more infinite, infinity plus one infinite. warfare. They, they, they'll just infinite do No Man's warfare. Sky with guns. It'll be like infinite two, uh, infinite warfare two, even more infinity. Like I, I don't know how else you no, do inf- that. It'll be infinite warfare. Oh. To infinite warfare and beyond. Like maybe you have to like escalate the other word, so it's like instead of infinite warfare, it's like m- infinite mega nuclear war of death. Like maybe you've got to increase the other side because infinite's already an infinite. They're just they're just whack aliens in it next time. I just can't wait to see that nuke sequence in fucking glorious HD. <laughs> I mean, COD Four was in HD, and at the time it was. One of the best looking games out there, but yeah, seeing we, that all over. We need awesome. a better we need a better term for like H D games that are getting remastered and like H high higher D. Cause it's so um, easy to be like, yeah, it's a H D re- remake. No, that's not what this is. It's an infinity remake. I mean I just go with remaster, like yeah. I, I I think that's the, the easiest thing to use. Exactly, it's just remembering not to use like, oh, it's it's HD. No, it's not H. Well, it is HD, but yeah. it was HD. It is HD, but it's it's not an HD remake. I mean, it is, it's but a, it's, it's not. It's a remake of but an it HD is, game, but it isn't. and the game is HD. It, it is an yeah. HD remake. <laughs> oh, it's all confusing. Uh. Uh. Um. Oh, I'm, you... I'm 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 super psyched for. <laughs> for it. I don't care what I, anyone says. It's in space. I'll play it, and it'll. No, be I don't shit. care about. Like Infinite Warfare, it's the <laughs> Call of Duty Four remake. I can't I, wait to get online and play on those maps again. You know, I'm kind of more interested in Infinite Warfare purely because it's a single player Call of Duty campaign I haven't played yet. Yeah, because I I'm not a big multiplayer person in Call of Duty. Yeah, eh, I like Space Two, so that doesn't hurt. Um, oh, news that Jim knows, I think already. Binding of Isaac Afterbirth. It's it's on consoles now, is it? Uh, it's on console on, I think it was May 10th, wasn't it? Was it? I think the, the news was. It's not out yet. Let me just double check because I've been playing it on PS4. Um, can't. Oh. I mean, they gave us an embargo, which is oh. weird because you can play it on PC right now. Um, yeah, this is you where know, I played it on PC. I, I, put in, I put in the news list, uh, Binding of Isaac Afterbirth coming to console soon. And then I saw you mentioned that you were playing it. I was like, oh, is it already out? Did I mess up? I don't know. No, it's it's out on May tenth. Okay, can you say anything about it right now, or just that you're playing I it? I mean, like, like I played the PC version. Like, I can tell you everything about it. I, I just can't. I just I just can't say the word PS4 while I do it. I just, it's a you, weird you thing can be to like, embargo. I was playing on the PC this week, and this was my experience. Yeah, like. I love I, I, I love the Binding of Isaac Afterbirth. Like I think it's really really good DLC and Greed Mode is a ton of fun. But I can't say any of that based on the PS4 version. <laughs> I can only say it based on the PC version. It's a it's an odd thing to embargo, but uh, I am yeah, playing. Yeah, I it and, would and, not and have everything. thought about that being embargoed, but I guess yeah, I guess it is. Um, 
are the yeah. things that... It took them long enough. I've been... Because yeah. I played it on PC and enjoyed it, but all my progress is on PS4. So I've been here for, like, since, what was it, November, October last fucking year, waiting for this. And, like, I'm exhausted by now. Like, I, I'm so Isaac'd out that I'm trying to force myself to get back into Isaac to enjoy it. Um, so there you go. And I'm trying to juggle that with uh, Battleborn uh, as well, which I've I've only played literally the, the prologue of so far, but it seems promising. Yeah, um... Other things is we Battleborn had. exclusively multiplayer? It's got like a co-op campaign, but I've heard that's really they, not the focus. They say in the trailer you can play solo, but they don't say single player. And I don't know what that uh, means. I think basically if you're not interested in multiplayer, I'd give it a miss because that seems to be like the focus. I mean, they, they're going down that whole uh, MOBA route, I believe. So like you... You, you don't want it for single player from everything I've heard. But like I said, I've, I've, not, I've barely played it so far. Looks pretty. Lots of nice colours. Yeah. Uh, other things we had. You know, Mighty Number no. 9 keeps getting delayed. And <laughs> trying to give it up on it. It has now got its ninth release date. Yeah. <laughs> for the ninth time they have given this game a release date. The first eight release dates got pushed back. But the ninth for Mighty Number no. 9... The ninth release date is going to be the real one because it's the ninth. There you go. That's that whole new story. Uh, what else did we have? Oculus Rift is going to be selling in stores before all the pre-orders on day, the day one pre-orders have been fulfilled. That kind of sucks. Yeah. Uh, can, we, can we just say right now, the Oculus launch has been shit. It They've not been... done it right at all. It just came yeah. out like a wet fart. Like, it's out now. And it's just there. Like, it's not the future. It's not... I mean, I didn't expect it to be the future overnight, but it's not been treated like a big launch. Like, as far as I could tell, like, it came out, it had its little review day, and and now we're just back to the game industry as normal. It, the only time it, I've seen it hit Twitter recently is this, pissing people off about the, the pre-order shit. Yeah, the people like, who were just, waiting yeah. for it and are now like, oh, do I cancel my pre-order that I made on day one and go buy it in a shop instead? Yeah, the owners of Oculus are like are now phoning the Ben Kacharia uh, PR company and going, "Hey, we want our money back." <laughs> <laughs> oh like, god, it's, it's it's a shame because like I've been messing around with VR quite a lot recently because like I've got the Vive in my office. Um, I've got Razer's VR headset turning up at some point in the next week or so, which will be interesting to look at. There's a bunch of games I keep finding that are really interesting that I want to write about. Like, I want to write about a game called Audio Shield, where you put your own music in, and much like Audio Surf, it makes things happen. You have to deflect Oh, I saw all... that. Someone, yeah. someone sent me a video of them playing that with one of my songs. Yeah, you've it, got to deflect... really cool. Yeah, you've got I must these... link it to you guys, actually. You've got these different colours of meteors that come down, and you're blocking, like, blue ones with the left hand, orange ones with the right, or you put both your hands together to block purple ones coming in, in time with the music. It's really yeah. cool. I had a lot of fun doing it with the opening theme to the anime One Punch Man, which was a little over the top. Uh, so, like, there's some really bloody cool VR games. Uh, all my housemates are really enjoying VR. It's just a shame that Oculus has kind of stumbled at the, the, at the doorway. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to Conrad about it the other day, and he, he was saying, like, they needed a guy on the streets. In every major city, just some dude on the street showing people VR, mm. and they've they've not like it. Just they they expected hype itself to carry it, and I just I don't know if that's going to work out so well. But pff, 
We'll see, but right we'll, now we'll I, I still feel no immediate, and, and I say this as someone who's, you know, it's my job to play games and, and review them and all this shit, and I feel no immediate professional need to have one. And I felt that way about the Connect, which is not a comparison any bit of hardware needs. I feel no professional need to own a, 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 an Oculus Rift. I've got an interest. It would give me some more stuff to cover, but I don't need it. I, I, I will gain nothing extra uh, from reviewing Rift games. It would put, I, I don't think it would get people any more interested in my work, and I don't think it would serve my audience to, you know, go out of my way to get one. If I had one, I'd, I'd do stuff, but I'm, I, I don't need to fight to get one right now. Like it, 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 and I don't think that's a good sign for it. That is totally fair. So, um, yeah, uh, there's a couple of other little bits to very quickly run through. I don't know how excited either of you are about these bits of news. Uh, Dawn of War three is happening apparently. I like I the know, I like Dawn of War two well enough. Is. It's a, a Warhammer forty thousand action strategy game. Um, Dawn of uh, War two was not, pretty damn not good, um, but I didn't play much of it. Uh, I, I I'm interested, not, okay. not massively, but I'm I, interested. I wish. This is one of those things that, like, when Doris, Laura says she um, wishes she liked Doom, I really wish I liked um, real-time strategy stuff. Or what? I, no, what are they called? RTS, whatever. Because yeah. the Warhammer yeah, universe it. looks cool and interesting to me, but just the games themselves I don't enjoy because yeah. it's yeah. too stressful for me to, to manage in my I always, that's totally I always feel bad. sad that the, because, you know, the tabletop game itself is strategy, that most video games are also strategy because... I'm I'm not a strategy player myself, uh, and I, I wish that there were more first-person shooters and, and mm. action games set in that it universe. Se it seems to me that Warhammer Universe is screaming for an Unreal Engine first-person shooter. I, I, yeah. feel, Just... I feel like Jim wants Warhammer Muso, possibly. I would lose my <laughs> shit. For a yeah. Dynasty Warriors Warhammer 40,000. I was listening to you talk about, like, oh, no, no strategy, let's have action. I'm like, Dynasty Warriors Warhammer. I, I this, is, this is a Chim's thing now. I, I would try, I, in, out of sheer frustrated pleasure, I would try and stuff my own balls up my ass in delight at the idea um, if that got <laughs> announced. Like, I promise you this, if it ever gets announced, I will try and stuff my own balls up my ass. That's a promise from me to you. I won't film it. Um... You know, I, I, I saw the shit Dark Side Phil got, so I don't need that on my plate. Um, he handled that like a champ. Let me just say this. there's He hates me, and I've got no love for him, but he handled it about as well as you could. He rolled with it. Well done, him. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, he, he certainly handled it. Oh! Oh, God. It, the images come to me in, in nightmarish waves. Um I remember there was a first-person shooter for Warhammer 40,000. It was called Tau Fire Warrior, and it was on PS2. And I really liked it, but everyone else said it was shit. And then there was Space Marine, which was a third-person action game, shooter slash hack and slashy, uh, on 360, PS3, PC, and that didn't do well at all. Uh, it's just a shame um, that, that it's always strategy that, that sticks. And I get why it does, but there you go. Yeah. Did you guys... Um... I had a lot of people nag me this week to play uh, that game Neo Nio. The oh Neo, oh, yes. Clone. Yeah. I don't get it. It looked. I watched a video and it looked to me like they were taking, copying the parts of Dark Souls that maybe aren't for me my favorite parts and what make the game great, 
So I, I don't know. Honestly, it just looked like it was impression. difficult for the sake of it. I tried playing it and I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Even the very first enemies are one hit killing me. Even when I yeah, put that... armor on, they're one hit killing me. And it's like, if the health bar's there for show, like, I'm not interested. I'm not into that idea. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I, I can't yeah. get, I can't penetrate the fucking thing. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's not fun to me. Yeah. I really want killed. to. Like a Dark Souls game made by fucking Tecmo Koei and, and that shit. Like, I really want to like it, but I tried the demo several times and I'm like, I can't get on with this. Is this what being old is like? Mm. I just, I don't. I just went back to Dark Souls <laughs> 3. You know, I'm on my fucking, uh, I'm on New Game Plus Plus on that and can't stop playing it. I'm trying to think, is there anything in that game that can one hit kill you, even when you're squishy? Yes, I'm sure there is. Yeah, I'll say we'll save it if we ever do that spoiler cast because there's a certain uh, 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 antagonist, oh, shall we say, that I, I really want to fucking tear into because yeah. everyone says it's a great fucking fight and it's not a great fight. It's not. Can I? By the way, can I just say something? And I, I've been replaying the game for a second time, and I, I fought the dancer again, that, and. I've decided that the dancer of the Boreal Valley, in every single respect, is my favorite boss fight in a video game ever. Because mm -hmm. now, it would only be better if it removed the endless combo swing, because that's annoying. But apart from that, what a fucking fight. Like, the music is just incredible, and the way it swells up when you're timing your dodges between her swords, it's like doing a ballet together. The it's design of amazing. her is fantastic. It's like so, yeah. like a Silent Hill monster crawled into the Dark Souls universe. Like, I, yeah. I love the, and her big, the design. Her big booming footsteps as she walks around like... Oh, yeah, like it's, it's just it's in, fucking incredible. Almost creating a percussion with the music as well. Yeah. Uh, it's very well because done. Because the music... The music itself has no percussion. It's very ethereal and it's very abstract, and and her her movements create the percussion. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. It's art. It's really it's it's very anyone who done. thinks video games at this point are are they are they not just that boss fight for me is a piece of art. It's absolutely spectacular. Yeah, it is a masterclass in audio visual design. Like it's it's really well done. And the way the room goes on fire as it goes. Oh, it's yeah, here's a shout out to Silent Pony, by the way. Hello, we're 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 giving Dark Souls Three a big blow jibber again. Hello. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, sorry, I'm not sorry. No regrets. So, and I've done a second Dark Souls song, by the way, which is going to be out this weekend. Ew, oh yeah, I'm excited. Nice. Um, um, I it's it's some a of direct response to the criticism that the first uh, one received. I upset some of my subscribers because. Um, I got. I put a fourth Jim Pressions video of Dark Souls three up. I just. I had too much good PvP footage. Stuff that actually made me look almost all right at video games. There's like, exactly, no way I'm leaving that on the cutting room floor. This is exactly why I've started recording a full LP that's going to be going up over the coming weeks because I'm just like, I have too much Dark Souls that I want to put into the world. So exactly. I have but a bunch just, of that I, to people, do. People, people do understand. I think because it's so rare that. A video game comes along that's just this fucking good, you know. It is a very and good that game, captures yeah. and that captures people's hearts in the same way, you know. Yeah. Um, last little bit of we news. We have to do that oh. spoiler cast, by the we, way. We we do. We need to work out a time when we can get that yeah. done at some point. Um, last little bit of uh, news. I think we had this week. Were either of you aware of that game, sixteen sixty six, that was meant to be like the next Assassin's Creed or something, and it got cancelled, but footage leaked this week. 
No, no, I don't no. I think that one skipped me by. There was some game called 1666. It was like, I think it was meant to be Ubisoft's like, oh, it's the thing that's going to replace Assassin's Creed. And then they cancelled it and some footage leaked of it. It looked interesting. Looked in- more interesting than another Assassin's Creed to me. Um, whatever. If you were interested in 1666, there's footage of it floating around now. Um, so yeah, that's about it for news. Um, we want to do questions for a bit. Let's do some questions. Let's do some yeah. questions. Yeah, what let's, let's we want to spoil do? ourselves. Uh, right. Um, okay, first question is from Igor P. I was listening to a recent episode of the Crate and Crowbar podcast, and in a bit of discussion, they had a topic about a possible stopgap solution to player movement in VR games. What if the protagonist in a VR game was a disabled person in a wheelchair? Of course, this would have its challenges, but since control in VR is primarily done with your hands, this seems like a neat solution until we can come up with better methods. Would it also create some understanding and empathy? What do you think of VR games in wheelchairs? So basically, this question boils down to, hey, VR, it's really hard to walk around in a physical space. You don't have enough room. Would having a virtual wheelchair that you used your controllers to, like, do the wheels... Would that be a solution for moving around in the world and for empathy? Probably. Yeah, I think that could be interesting. That sounds yeah. like a really interesting idea. Probably, I, probably nice wouldn't idea. want every game to, to be like that, but it no, certainly but would be interesting. For... It, it would be a very interesting idea to have a game where your control scheme is, or at least for like the movement, is left or right pushing of the wheels on your chair would deal mm. with some, some world traversal issues. That's really interesting. So, yeah. Why not? Do some of those. Make those games. Yeah. Go for it. I'm realising now, I read that out, I'm like, that wasn't really much of a... That was mu- less of a question and more, this is an interesting thing, wasn't it? It's oh well. fine. You made it on the oh show. Well. Okay, m- more of a question here. Uh, John Needlinger wants to ask, why was the Ratchet & Clank game so critically well-received, but the movie critically panned? Because the mechanics were brilliant and the story was average well it's that it's, fair to say i think it's interesting to say that like the the story was not nearly as panned in the video game and i think it's interesting that people played the video game and saw pretty much the story and were still excited thinking oh the movie's gonna be okay in the yeah, context of the video game. I mean, I think... Because with the gaming medium, you get to be a part of that story and you're probably more invested in it due to taking part in it, I think. You know, yeah, I think when you're more passive, you can con- like you, you have to concentrate more on, yeah. on the story. Because it's like when... Because, like, you guys saw I did the, the song this week. I don't know if you heard it, but for me, I focused oh, it was the theme on, like... Yeah. Thank you. On Ratchet, like, just trying to live his dreams out, which yeah. to me is something very relatable. And when you're actually in the game... And you're uh, you're the one going through these trials and trying to get to the end so he can do it. Maybe you're just a bit more invested in it, you know. Well, like stuff I, like stuff like that. I don't know. I feel like this is probably the the most direct example we've ever had of like the bar for stories in video games is set far lower than we hold it in other medium. Oh yeah, in yeah. Media. Like the fact that we pretty much got the same story twice and it wasn't a huge critical issue the first time round, but when put in a movie it was critically panned i think that says that perhaps we really need to get around to sorting out our expectations about video game narratives and what's acceptable i don't know it it feels i mean we needed to do that when uh heavy rain came out to be honest yeah but but again it is 
a different medium and there's some games which I'm not going to mention because people are so sick of it who tell their stories in ways that only video games can. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't feel like like the story in Ratchet and Clank was overly t- like there was a large amount of cutscenes well, I mean, that you did not dictate how those cutscenes went and did well, here's the, the thing, story. Right? I mean, look For at Uncharted. Me. I mean, that's held up as like an amazing story video game, but like compare that to actual Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. It's... I mean, I can only speak for myself, but Ratchet and Clank for me was a good game in spite of its story. Like the story and the writing and the the humor made me cringe. And mm. if I had to sit there, and eventually I will watch that film because I got to do it for spin-off Doctors at some point. Yeah, um, I'm not looking forward to sitting there and being subjected to you know however long it is, ninety minutes of just the cringeworthy bits. Yeah, well, so it's... I can see why that would get worse of, yeah. a, of a rating than the game my my question like that the, that i thought of after reading this question was like what needs to change for us to get to a point where like video game critics are like hey the film of this is coming out in two weeks it's probably not going to be good because like that's not a criticism i ever saw of this game is hey when the film comes out in a couple of weeks you probably don't need to see it it's not going to be a great film which you probably could have told well, from the game it's, it's i think it's, uh, i don't know there's because it's such a young medium, it's yet to find its great, great writers a lot of the time. And I think as well, it's so... I I read a thing with Rihanna Pratchett, who, by the way, I'm a huge fan of. Oh, a lovely lady. agreed, yeah. But um, she was saying that it's it's it can be hard to write um, as opposed to other mediums where you write your story. But with video games, you have to write every story uh, moment has to write itself into a combat arena. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, Stuff I, like that. <sighs> I, I don't think often envy, holds writers back. Yeah, I don't envy the people that have to write stories for video games. I don't envy the mechanical way that that's often sort of... Uh, the way that has to be done just in terms of how games are developed. But, yeah, it, I still have this weird lingering feeling of is it a problem that critics didn't point out this film's going to be bad based on having seen most of the cutscenes in the game? It's like, yeah, yeah. this really isn't going to be a great film, probably. And does that say anything about us as critics? I don't know. I've well, everyone knows that game journalists that. are scum anyway. Yeah, but I thought... That's we no had... secret. I didn't realise yeah, we were this you're much all, scum. You're all I thought we'd hidden it better. <laughs> yeah, I thought we were slightly less scum than this. Um, so what else do we have in the questions? Um, what's the weirdest PR email you've ever received? And this is a question from Stuart Denu. Can you think of oh. any examples of this, Jim? Not really. I mean, I've had weird things sent, like that fake phone for Homefront, even though it was a real phone running actual Android on it. Um, <laughs> but emails, um, I, I'm sure I've had some. I just, I couldn't. It's been so long since I got a lot of PR stuff because I just deal with reviews now that I couldn't remember one specifically I, for you. I've had two this week that are still in my head. Um I had one where someone said, if you watch the trailer for this game we've made and you like anime, you will wet your pants, I promise. They <laughs> promised that my pants would be wetted by watching their anime tra- game trailer. Yeah. I, watched I don't want to wet my pants. Do you know what I, I think know, is funny? I, <laughs> what? I don't know if this is probably not relevant for you guys, but for like musicians and bands and probably like film people as well, it's the emails from people who want you to pay them to promote your work on a website or something. And uh, I remember oh, getting an email recently yeah. and I was like, no, thank you. I don't do paid uh, stuff. And he was like, 
our our thing goes out to four thousand people. Do you not want your work promoted? We get and, the uh, opposite. We get I the people to, saying we want to pay I said, you. I to, said yeah. my work has been viewed by four thousand people in the time it took me to write this sentence back to you. you <laughs> we know? we get we get the opposite. We get the people emailing saying, "Hey, I made this thing. I'll pay you to talk about it," and that's like, yeah, no. Uh, the the other PR email I got this week that was really weird was one that was um it was for a VR game, and the phrases they used let me let me find the email because it's kind of terrifying um VR um manufacturer I want to get this right because it used all of the worst words to describe VR with so it's like hey our VR game doesn't care about comfort um breaks many of the manufacturer's guidelines and included the word nausea. Those are three things you do not want with your with your VR game. It's like uncomfortable manufacturer guideline breaking nausea. And that was in their PR email trying to get me to play their game. I was like, Re- <laughs> re- really? Really? You know That's how you're selling be... me that game? You just know there's going to be some gamers out there who'll be like, yeah, I'm so hardcore, that's for me. <laughs> no, it's some game about, like, you spin in loops in a VR helmet, doing faster and faster loops, trying to platform while looping around in loop-de-loops. I never want to play that, ever. No, and why would you email me telling me, oh, we ignored manufacturer guidelines, we don't care yeah. about comfort, you're going to be nauseous. I'm like, no, that's not, No. Hey, kids, want to do something dangerous? The the people who buy that would be the same kind of people, I think, who would, like, buy hatred. Yeah. It's it's, like, I'm so fucking hardcore. This goes against all the rules. I'm so edgy. I'm going to buy this this game. This is the video game they don't don't want you to play. No rules, just right. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, that. So, um... What else did we have on questions? Um, Thomas Ferreira wants to ask, what games are coming out this year that you're all looking forward to? For some reason, I thought the question was just going to end with what games are coming out this year. (laughs) Can you be a calendar for me, please? (laughs) Sorry, Gavin. Mirror's Edge. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. Um, Deus Ex, obviously, is going to be a big one for me. Zelda. Oh, Oh, wait. Yeah. Oh dear! You know I what, Laura? Even even I like, even I was excited. I was excited for for Zelda as well. I, I yeah, wish it was Zelda. Zelda was the main thing I was looking forward to this year. Like Mirror's Edge, obviously, is probably going to be good. I'll enjoy it. Yeah, um, let me let me look at my my songs list for this year, and I'll tell you what games are. Mass Effect Andromeda got pushed out of this year, so not that. Um, I think Horizon Zero Dawn got pushed out of this year as well. So that uh, yeah. was going to uh, be one Day of Six Dis- Mankind Dis- Divided. Is Dishonored 2? Dishonored 2, November 11th. Dishonored yeah. 2 is going to be yeah. all right, yeah. Yeah, so we got Day of um, Six Mankind Divided. you got to be up for that. Maf- Mafia 3, that looks great. Mafia 3, that looks classy yeah. I am, as fuck. I am interested in Mafia 3, and I haven't played a Mafia, so I Tor- want to jump Torment. in here. Torment, Tides of Numenera. And mm-hmm. funny, we mentioned that because when we were on the story... Uh, conversation i forgot to say that uh planescape it's one of those games that had better writing than a lot of books and movies so they did set a a good standard but it was like what 15 years ago now (laughs) (laughs) witcher Uh, 3 dlc oh witcher 3 dlc yeah 
Is Gears 4 coming out this year? I'm Gears kind 4 of is mild, out this year, yeah. I'm mild, mm. mildly excited about Pretty that. Pretty into it. I no am Man's a little... Sky. I'm rather excited about We Happy Few, although I am in it, so oh, yeah. Yeah. I've got to disclose That's that. Illusion, I, I, Jim. I think um, Persona 5 is this year, and if so, I'm excited for that. Ooh, Final Fantasy 15. Oh, yeah, at last. Gavin was asking Jim when We Happy Few comes out. Yeah. Uh, we Happy Few is supposed to be out in June. Yeah, that's not that far away. Yeah. Something tells me that might get pushed back a bit, but, uh, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm i really not that excited about that much this year, and I feel is like last, that is, is the last sign Guardian that... Guardian coming out this year? I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on it. <laughs> I would doubt it, but, yeah. Uh, no well, Man's Sky, I still don't know what to make of that. Oh, that's looks, out in looks June. Looks gorgeous. But... I'm excited to find out what that actually, like, if that's any good. Yeah, me too. Um... I'm certainly going to play it, and I'll probably definitely get some enjoyment out of even what they've shown so far. Yeah, I will I will play it. I can't guarantee that I'll be super happy with it at the end. I don't know, but I'll play it. I'm hoping there's some bigger context for everything you do in that game. Yeah, the fear is that maybe there isn't, and that's... Everyone's a little bit worried about that still, I think. Um, other than that, I'm just interested to see what things happen with VR still. Like, There's a game called Budget Cuts for the Vive that had a really solid demo that I want to see the full game of that, which I think is this year. Uh, that's, that's about it for me, I think. Um, we, have, we have two more questions before we finish up this week. Yeron Heister wants to ask, what is the best joke that each of you know? Oh, I think I told my favourite one on the show before. Did I? It was the one about the politician going to hell. I think I you did, yeah. Yeah, I, I think so, yeah. That's probably my favourite one. Um, I don't know if I've ever told my favourite joke on this podcast. Um, so this is one that my dad instilled into my head. He used to write pantomimes. He writes very cheesy jokes. And this is one of them. Oh. There's a young boy working in an orange factory. And this factory is split into two halves. One half puts the oranges into bags, one half makes them into juice. Now, this young boy has been working on the bag section for years. He has been putting oranges into bags on a conveyor belt, that's what he does. He would like to move over to the juicing section, and he would like to make orange juice instead. So he goes to his boss and says, Excuse me, sir, can I please move from the bagging floor to the juicing floor? And his boss says, Don't be ridiculous. Baggers can't be juicers. Uh, uh, it's terrible, and I love it. It's um, one of my just, favorites. Uh, I can't really retell. There's definitely another joke in there about juicy bags. No, it's it's, it's a beggars <laughs> can't be juicers. Bags covered joke. in juice. No, don't be don't ruin my favorite joke, Gavin. Is my favorite, <laughs> Jim. Do you have a favorite joke? Um. One of my favourites goes on too long, and I, I really need to get done here so I can get my work done. Um, so you I can might tell, tell it some if you want, because I really have to piss. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll stick with um, one of my favourites, which is, um, it's a really quick one. <clears throat> X-Men Origins. Ah! <laughs> I, was, I was like, do I do the, oh, my favourite joke, my career. Yeah. Or like I was going to say Konami, but then I thought that would be too obvious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have one last very quick question. Alex Calvalio uh, wants to ask, 
what video game industry personality do you want to date in a dating sim that's not one of the people on the podcast already? Uh, uh, Justin McElroy. Oh, nice pick. Um, I'm I'm Reggie. I'm voting Peter Molyneux. Throw him in. We'll go on. I need to get Justin McElroy on this show. Actually, we could probably do that. Probably wouldn't That'd be too be bad to do. Um, Peter Molyneux. I'm going. I wanna... I'm going with Reggie. He's already proved that his 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 chat up lines are on point with uh, my body is ready, <laughs> and I can also get all Laura's amiibos back for her while I'm at it. So. Yeah, I win win. I only want to have Peter Molyneux in the dating sim so he can make very grand promises about what the date will be like and then the date won't live up to the promises he made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we done here. We, we, we squeezed the Yeah, we're fucking out. dumb. We're yeah. Done. Yeah. yeah, we're done. Throw yeah. this on the dumpster fire. It's it. done. You've had it's your fucking, fucking It's good enough. Yeah, good if fucking enough. Um, Laura, where can people find out more of your stuff? You can find me at Laura K Buzz on pretty much everything. Laura K Buzz on Twitter. Laura K Buzz on Patreon, which pays the bills. LauraKBuzz.com. Laura K Buzz on YouTube, where we just put up another uh, episode of Podquisition Animated. Laura K Buzz, just everywhere. Excellent. And Gavin, what can we, where can we find your stuff and your upcoming song on Dark Souls 3? Miracle of Sound on YouTube. Miracle of Sound on Twitter and Miracle of Sound everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, all that shit. Follow me everywhere. Wonderful. Yeah, if if everyone who listens to this podcast followed me and Laura on Twitter, our follower count would, like, double. Oh, yeah, I would have, like, two and a half times the followers if you all came and followed me. So, like, that made me look important. You can do it. Come come and follow us. Because we're fun. Just, just, yeah. just come see what I talk about day to day. It's fucking bus. rocket science. Yeah, and it's now I'm I'm now eight months without a drunken rant on Twitter. <laughs> Woo! Well good done. man. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. good. It's you all positivity. Come, come, follow all of us and tell us we're great and you'll make our days. It'll be lovely. You'll warm our hearts. Yeah. Well, if that's that, uh, thank you all for listening and thank you for your support as always. Uh, it, it is amazing to see. Thank you all so much for uh, all of the shares and all the dis- the discussion that came about um, with last week's Jimquisition episodes about the copyright deadlock and the, the stuff I've been doing with Content ID. That means a lot to me. Uh, last week oh, was yeah. pretty spectacular. Uh, just seeing the amount of um, news stories that went up about it and the amount of discussion that happened, that was that was wonderful. Uh, so thank you for that. Yeah, well, thank for, you. Um, Ray, yeah. Ray, uh, Rach saw that in the news on a non-gaming website and was like, oh, look, there's Jim. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. I, that's what I like to see. Um, yeah. So, yeah, thanks for that, and thank you for listening, as always, and we will be back next time. Bye. Bye. Buried alive by love.